Everything we recorded, we were like 20 minutes in and it just deleted everything. I don't know why it did that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember I was like two pages in. Yeah, so we're going to try it again today. Honestly, I was thinking earlier today before we did this because it is almost three in the afternoon the day we're posting the episode and uh i was like man if technical difficulties and scheduling issues were patrons we would have quit our jobs already oh absolutely you're good at this we'd be loaded right now maybe not loaded (laughs) but we wouldn't have regular jobs anymore it would be nice if i could just wake up each day and just rely on your fuck-ups Oh, if this was like a full-time job, yeah, you'd be helping me with fucking research. You wouldn't be just sitting there collecting a check. And if you were, I'd be taking... I don't know. We'd have to negotiate. No. No, there would be no... Okay. Whatever. (laughs) Welcome to the Chilling Truth, everybody. I'm Corey, uh, looking at Johnny. Today, we're picking up with Jerry Brudos Part 2. This episode is supposed to be out on Saturday, but it's coming out today. I think you'll all be okay. So, no worries there. But, um... Yeah, let's just uh, jump into it. All right, so getting into Jerry again. So when he was 16, he fantasized about keeping a woman in the side of his hill, but uh, now he was 29 and had different plans for his captives. Uh, He wanted to have cells where he could keep them uh, and a huge freezer uh, where he would keep them in, a huge freezer room, basically like a walk-in freezer. But when the dungeon was ready, he would have a bus go out and round up pretty girls and bring them back to his complex. Uh, he wanted to shoot, stab, and beat them, then quote-unquote play with them sexually. Uh, he wanted to take pictures of them while they were captive, and when he was finally done with them, he would take them to the freezer room. He'd pose them in a position of his liking, then freeze them in that position so he could keep them forever. Yikes. I don't think yeah. um, fucking a frozen body would be very good, though. I feel like it would be kind of difficult. Man. Just the just the idea of like posing them and like, locking them in that position. I'm trying to, I don't know, man. It seems like it's not a good plan. I, I think you would pose them before they were frozen. Yeah, but you can't fuck a frozen body, can you? I'm, no, I'm 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 beyond that. I'm just talking about How do posing. You loop? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he did put him in sexual positions, yes, but but how do you get uh, it in? Just the, the the I'm I'm more concerned just the act of thinking. Oh that, yeah, put, yeah. No, that's bad. Too. Bending them into any position. I don't care if you're if you're putting them in a position where they're just like waving high all the time, or that like would they're be ready for a high funnier. five at any given time. That would be funnier yeah. for sure. It's still fucked though. It's no, it's, yeah, it's not it's good. Weird. It's bad for sure. So. Jerry, he was self-aware enough to know he wasn't going to be able to pull this off, okay? So he knew yeah, it would take thousands of dollars. Yeah, but he knew it would take a lot of money to build something like that. And he could barely pay rent and buy food at the time. So uh, that was uh, the only realistic part of him. Uh, Jerry says he was out in the yard when Linda was walking by with encyclopedias uh, set. Seems like a she- heavy thing to be... I don't know why you'd walk around and like, I, I'm thinking about how hot it is here right now and thinking about c- carrying a single encyclopedia. Well, this is Oregon. Like, they get regular weather. I know, but 
Aside from the heat, carrying a stack of insects. Carrying anything, honestly. Like, she doesn't have a car. Get a car. I like it when my hands are free and empty. Right. That's why I, you know, I just... Whatever. Anyway, so what happened happened to Linda? So, well, she said she had an appointment with somebody at his house. And he took her around back to the rear door and into the basement where he told her he wanted to buy the books. Never Jerry's go in, don't go in a basement. I think it's obvious, home. yes. No, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel like it's a, a no-brainer. Don't walk into someone's basement. Yeah. So then Jerry went up behind her and hit her in the head with a two-by-four and knocked That's her That's why. That's why you don't go in the basement right there. Yeah. And then once she was knocked out, he choked her until she until she died so now he has just committed his first murder so now now what is he gonna do so he went upstairs and then told his mom to get to go get some hamburgers of course okay? absolutely he's worked up an appetite yeah. from so that he you just back. achieved your dreams you deserve yeah. a hamburger he's famished so yeah then he went back upstairs or downstairs into the basement and he heard his friend ned Rawls calling for him uh he oh, then man. told ned he was yeah, he told Ned he was busy making nitroglycerin in the basement, so he couldn't make it. What now? <laughs> he was making what? Now? <laughs> oh, of nitroglycerin. course. Nitroglycerin. Totally normal behavior. Of a so person. casual. Hey, can you can you call back later? I'm in the middle of making another batch of nitroglycerin. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually trying to recreate Hiroshima. So uh, can you come back so, later? So anyway, he tells Ned that he can't talk because you know nitroglycerin. Uh, then he everywhere. went back to yeah. So he went back to the basement, took Linda out from where she, uh, he hit her, uh, which was under the stairs, and he couldn't remember her outer clothes, but he remembered her undergarments perfectly. Yeah, because he's disgusting okay. and he's fucking weird about underwear. Yeah, so he took his time to pose her, dress and undress her like she was a big doll, basically. That's his words, uh, not mine. His, yeah. So he he uh, he used some items from his collection for this purpose. Because I don't know if we talked about it. I'm in the first episode, but he would steal underwear, bras, clothes, shoes. Uh, he'd steal the clothes and yeah, underwear and stuff trophies, from like man. from like power lines, not power lines. What the fuck? Like power clothes. Lines. Lines. Yeah, he would like <laughs> he'd go to the hood and steal he shoes was, off. He, the he power was lines. he was kidnapping giant women. Yeah, so. they were huge. No, he would take them off of clotheslines and shit like that. So. He had quite the collection, which I yeah. don't understand how just touching a pair of underwear is going to make you shoot. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know, man. People, people like stuff. They like their people like stuff. You know, they like their stuff. <laughs> so Jerry knew that he couldn't keep Linda there, of course, uh, because someone was sure, surely going to find her. And so around two a.m. He loaded her into the car and took her to a bridge over the uh, the Williamette. He took the jack out of his car to make it look like he had a flat so if dumb. anyone were to see him. Why? Uh, I just don't get why he does that. Because they're still I mean, going to see your car. I still saw a vehicle on the bridge when the body was thrown. Well, I mean, if he gets out of hand, he'll just kill them too. That's what Henry Lee Lucas did. He would always act like he was broke down on the side of the road. Well, yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a good diversion to me. Um, I think it is because most people aren't going to stop. They're just going to notice. Oh, someone. Well, no, I'm talking about. Like, they're, they're, I'm talking about like after. Like if the cops question somebody that was there or something, or like. Yeah, but no one's going to pay attention at two a.m. Who's going to Who's going to be there? Why take the jack out then? In case that one lone person drives by, but they're not going to pay enough attention to the type of car. It's dark. They're just going to be like, oh, someone's replacing a. And if you got the tools out, people are going to assume that you know what you're doing, so they're not going to stop and help you. 
Okay, yeah, I guess so. And they're like, hey man, I need some help. And he's like, no, get out of here. I got it. I can fucking do this. Yeah. So, uh, he threw her over the side of the bridge. Uh, her body was never found because Brutus weighed it down with the head of a fucking car engine. Yeah, dude. And this was like part of his signature. He did this, uh, it was like always like car parts and shit that he would, he would use. But he did keep a part of her he um did. yeah what did what did he yeah, keep there he, he cut her foot off man oh he for fuck's sake off. he cut her fucking yeah. one singular foot off yeah because yeah god i hope i never develop a fetish that is that serious <laughs> where a severed part of that person is like getting me going yeah he said he couldn't keep her but he wanted to keep a part of her with him you so, oh my god it's fucking when detective <laughs> Yeah, so the detectives asked him if he still had it. He said, no, uh, the women might have found it. That's the issue? That's the issue you see what with are, keeping a what severed the, foot? What are the women? I mean, I don't know. I just His mom? His wife? Like, yeah, like, that's I, I don't the know. problem? Yeah. Are you worried about the women that are like trapped in your basement that are going to find it? Cause right, because that might set off some They're alarms. not going to be surprised <laughs> to see a severed foot. After like what you put them through, it's like part of the ambiance, dude. The yeah, it's, that's a prop, dude. Yeah, like that's yeah. okay. I'm that should be there. Look, if you want a Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre house, you got to have the severed foot. That's the only way you got to gotta have legs and arms hanging from the ceiling. Go yeah, on. actually, rewatch the uh, what is it, the 1987 one, and uh, it holds up. It's really good. It's extremely scary. Man, it's been a long time. I'd have to check it out. Dude, uh, it's great. The The gas station is like two hours from here. We've been wanting to go visit it. We just haven't got a oh, yeah. chance to do it yet. I do like the original Leatherface for sure. Oh, he's way better with the... Yeah. Well, he's way better, yeah. With the apron and shit, the tie. It's good. So, so yeah, he, he, he cuts the fucked foot off, uh, basically just gets rid of it at some point for some bullshit Well, what reason. he would do and is then, he would put it in shoes like he would put the shoe the foot in shoes and like fucking what keeps the shape of the shoe oh you can use a pool noodle for that as well yeah but like an actual foot is going to be more realistic and, and you can't use a mannequin foot because then it doesn't it doesn't shape it the way you want it to it's going to be a weird mannequin shape so you you got to have the human foot in there it's the only way to do yeah. it and you if you can't keep the woman you got to keep the foot yeah only so makes Jerry's sense. next victim that makes all the sense. So Jerry's next victim was Jan Whitney. Uh, she was 23, and on November 26, 1968, Jan had left Eugene and headed north on the I-5 freeway toward her apartment in in uh, McMinnville. Um, but she had never made it home, and Thanksgiving being two days away, no one expected her to just vanish like that. Her car was found parked in a rest area on the road leading up to. Santium Pass. Is that picking that up? No, it's not. Um, and Santium Pass is just north of Albany, Oregon. Uh, after being examined, it was determined there was no blood, no sign of a struggle, and to top it off, it was locked when they found it. So, which is especially strange. Yeah. So Jerry had seen Jan Whitney on the side of the road. Her car was broke, uh, broken down. Jerry offered to fix her car for her but he would have to go home to get his tools ah of course so, he would yeah so jerry drove her to his house where he went inside to tell his wife quote unquote he was going back to help her mm -hmm. make it sound safe mm -hmm. his wife wasn't home and he knew 
uh, she wouldn't be for a few hours at least. So he told Jan that he didn't have his keys and his wife would be home shortly to let him, uh, let him in. Um, he sat behind her in the car and told her to close her eyes and try to describe how to tie a shoe. Again, never. Even yeah. if you're just like test driving a car, don't let someone sit behind you, especially if they're going to be right, like, right. close your eyes for a second. No, no, right. no, never. Always be aware of people trying to be fucking weird. Yeah, so while she was doing that, uh, Jerry then took a, a leather strap, put it around her neck, and choked her to death. Yeah. After she was, de- yeah, after she was dead, Jerry went inside. Uh, Jerry went into the house to make sure his wife wasn't home. He went back outside to Jan's body and had sex with her. I think this is just his first step of necrophilia. I don't think he had sex with Linda's body. Uh, it didn't say he did it, at least. I don't know. But regardless, uh, necrophilia one time is one time too many. I would I would say you can disagree. Know. It's fine. I know, but I don't think it was his first time. The way it's yeah, I don't the, feel like you just jump into necrophilia. It's not like something you just <laughs> fall into the habit. You know, yeah. I think it takes a little bit of planning. I think, it, uh, or at least thinking about like it's got to be in your head for a while before because you know it's wrong. You know it's bad. Yeah, so you of course. Think about it a long time. Be like. You gotta battle with yourself, I think. I don't know. Though, <laughs> I don't know. It took him a while to start killing, so Yeah. So similar uh lead to that, so how he, he kept the foot of Linda, uh he decided to keep something from Jan as well. Oh, you so skipped he decided this to paragraph make... right here. Jerry took her body to the workshop. Oh yeah, they both end with sex with her, so I jumped. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so uh so yeah, Jerry took her her body, Jan's body, into uh, his workshop, aka his garage, had sex with her again, and then he did his usual dress up from uh, his collection of things that he would he would keep from other women. But this time, Jerry decided to hoist Jan uh, hoist Jan's body up. Then every day after work, he would go out there, dress her up, and had sex with her. I don't know why the fuck no one is seeing. Yeah, I just him just like, hanging bodies in the garage. Well, his wife wasn't allowed in the garage, and there was like a breezeway between the garage and. What the kind house. of rule is that that someone follows? I, if, exactly. If, if your I'm significant other says you're not allowed in the garage, you better check the fucking garage. If there's any part of your house you're not allowed to go into, you should be concerned there's about some what's shit happening going down there. there. Yeah. yeah. So. How yeah, back to like how he kept uh, the foot of Linda. He wanted to keep something from Jan, right? So he decided to make paperweights out of her breasts. It's very creative. See, man, he you skinned, gotta you gotta give other killers some credit. At least they just kept like rings. BTK kept like driver's license, driver's licenses. This guy's nah, like man. keeping body parts. Like dude's got booby paperweights, bro. So he skinned her. <laughs> he he skinned her breasts, then stretched the skin out over a sawdust mound. Then he tacked the skin down to the board. I never want to hear "skinned her breasts." I never want to hear know. that phrase uttered again. It's like imagine skinning a kiwi, Ugh, but it's a tit. Yeah. So oh yeah. Also, this- yeah. Around this part, they get, they talk about Ed Gein and fucking um fucking Ann Rule says that Ed Gein hated his mother so much that he killed her and Mm -hmm. then killed other older women to make vests out of their bodies. And I resent that because, as we all know, Ed Gein loved his mother, and I will take no Ed Gein slander because that man was very sick, and it's not his fault what he did. Wow. Okay, I'm done. All right. He loved his mother very much. I'm sure they all do. 
No, but Ed Gein like was like obsessed with his mother in a weird way. Very Freudian. Yeah. So Thanksgiving came two days later, right? So Jerry took his family away for the holiday to visit friends and family. And while they were gone, an accident happened. A car lost control and crashed into Jerry's garage. So which is, you know, where... Where the body's at. Yeah, it's where he's killing people. So So, it should be over now. They're going to find the body and arrest him. Right. So police came to investigate the accident, but since the doors were locked, they couldn't check the damage. So they left their card. If only we had a job that could let us enter homes. Right. So Jerry called them uh, and then told them they could come back and check the damage. Little did the police know that when the car crashed into the garage, Jan's Whit- Jan Whitney's dead body was hanging in the garage. And before Jerry called the police to come back, he moved her body to the pump house and back uh, out back, of course, and, and covered her with a sheet smell? of plastic. Wouldn't they smell? Um, it? It's been days. I know, but it's Oregon. Maybe it's. I don't care. I don't don't care. It's got to smell. These cops are not doing their job. Well, so after this, there's a dead body in there, and I got plans. Well, they're not. That's the thing. They're not doing this paperwork. Aside from the smell, they're not looking for anything suspicious. They're just investigating a car driving through someone's garage. I don't know though, man, because like if you go 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 to a house and you smell a corpse, shouldn't you do a just a, a peek inside the garage? Right, but for whatever reason. They didn't. I would assume that if they did smell it, they would have investigated. Maybe hopefully. it's like a dead raccoon or something. It could be. It could be out in the country. It's like, yeah, there's a dead deer out back. You know, he could have passed it off on some bullshit. So, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, so he moves. He moves her body. She's out back uh, by the pump, pump house. She's covered in plastic. Uh, and then after this, Jerry took Jane's body and dumped her in the Williamette River, just like Linda's body. Uh, and he weighed it down, of course, so it would sink. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So later on, Jerry was at a a, a Meyer and Frank department store. Meyer, and, uh, but either Meyer, mm-hmm. and uh, he caught a he caught a glimpse of a girl uh, in a miniskirt and high heels walking into the store. Uh, he followed her in shortly after, but he couldn't find her. He searched for at least an hour with no luck. That right? is so de- crazy. An hour, yeah. dude. So oh de- my god. Yeah. Being defeated, Jerry began walking back to his car, and that's when he saw Karen Sprinkler. She was wearing a green sweater and matching skirt. Jerry didn't like her shoes, but she was pretty with dark hair. I'm sure he had shoes that oh he was going to replace. This fucking guy. Like, I got some better shoes. So Just shut the fuck up. Jerry, shut the fuck up about the shoes. Just shut yeah, up about the so, shoes, Jerry. So he watched her lock her car door, and then he she, uh, she came down the steps toward the door into the store. She was reaching for the door. Jerry grabbed her shoulder. She turned around and was met with a pistol pointed at her. So Jerry said, don't scream and I won't hurt you. Come with me and I won't hurt you. Right? So then Karen didn't scream. Jerry walked into his car and and put her inside. Luckily for him, no one else was in the uh, parking garage at this time. So no one saw this. Um, Jerry drove them to his house and into his garage uh, he asked her if she had ever been with a man before. She said no, and uh, she was on her period at the time. A detailed Jerry told investigators that was withheld from the public. Yeah, that's what they that's what they do. Not yeah. not the period thing. They withhold information so that like someone's confessing, they can tell them something that the public doesn't necessarily know. Right. So he raped Karen on the floor of his workshop. She didn't resist him because he still had the gun. Uh, and then Jerry did as usual. He took a bunch of photos of Karen in different outfits. 
Uh, he had a pair of black patent leather heels because, according to Jerry, hers were very plain and low. Oh, my God. Shut up about the fucking shoes, Jerry. Yeah, so then he tied her hands, telling her he had to prevent her from escaping. Then he put a rope around her neck and attached it to a come-along winch. Um, uh, he swung the rope on the hoist, tightened it around her neck. Uh, he asked her if it was too tight, and she said yes. Like, why very, ask? Why very even consider it? Yeah, yeah. Why you just raped me, and now you're gonna put a noose around my neck? And you're like, are you comfortable? No, this is the worst experience of my entire fucking life. Right. Well, the thing is, is like right after he asks her, he pulls the come along about yeah, three more times, like, lifting her off her fucking feet, and then she kicks for a minute, and then she dies. Like, why? Why do I need to be comfortable for my death? Just kill me. Jesus. I'm going to be kicking. Of course, so, yeah. Jerry went inside and spent some time with his family. Then after a while, he came back out to Karen Sprinkler's body and had sex with it. He's having a lot of sex for a 29-year-old man. He's, like, he is very horny. Well, and he's 29. I mean, that's normal. It's more... It's, but he's just... His target uh, is, is way off. Well, I mean, I guess it's just like the thing, the main thing that gets him going. Like, it's his fetish every time, so he's able to get it up, I guess. Yeah. So, like he did to the other women, he cut off both of her breasts in an attempt to make molds of them, uh, but he couldn't get it right and fucking failed because he's not he a did. doctor. Because he's a fucking uh, loser piece of shit. Doesn't know how to do anything <laughs> but electricity. Yeah, so he then got her dressed again, stuffed her bra with paper towels so she wouldn't bleed on his car. Like, oh, I'm sure there's got to be a lot of blood. I'm sure it was such a nice vehicle. Right, so uh, <laughs> like a Focus or a Camry or hey, something. Hey, fuck off. I had a Focus. Yeah, well. And I never got any blood on that thing because it was. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, you didn't get laid either. So yeah, around 2 a.m., he went to the Long Tom River and through Karen's body, weighted down with a cylinder head he had for a car. I don't know. He's got a lot of car parts. So, yeah, he does. You know. Uh, the next girl uh, that he encounters, her name's Sharon Wood. Uh, Made out better than the rest, really. So Jerry went to Portland to try and find a girl. He found one in a parking complex. She was probably around 22 to 24. Uh, he approached her with his pistol like he normally did, but he fought her back. Uh, she fought back uh, against him and wasn't afraid of him, basically. Um, she started screaming and grabbed the gun and tried to twist it out of his hand. His fingers got caught in the trigger, and she almost broke it. Uh, Jerry tried to break away from her, and eventually he did. He just uh, he got didn't his want her- fucking ass kicked by this girl. Yeah, so he didn't want her to attract any more attention, so he walked back to his car. He didn't run because that would have been suspicious. Uh, I could just um, see this fat fucking piece of shit, like, yeah. power walking back to his car, sniveling about his fucking little finger. And it's like, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah it's all about him. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. And he's, and he's traumatized. It was her, her fault. It's her fault, yeah. too. Like, Why didn't she let me kill her? So he, he got into his car, and he drove home. Uh, so she, she won, yeah. But uh, yeah, in the book the they talk day, about her. They talk about her a little more. Apparently, she was going through. She was going through a divorce, and she was actually on her way to meet up with her soon-to-be ex-husband. So I'm sure she was just fucking full. She of was rage. already pissed. She yeah. was like, "I wish a fucking man <laughs> would talk to me right now." Yeah, dude. Dude. She was waiting for it. Say something, dude. She was like, "It's on sight with these fucking men. Dude. Come up to me with a gun. <laughs> like, I want to yeah, fucking fuck you and your gun. Bro. Beat the shit out of you." So, the next day, he tried again, and he was driving around Salem uh, when he saw a young girl on the Southern Pacific tracks. Uh, Gloria Jean Smith was only about 15 years old. She Jesus, was young. Dude. 
Yeah, he showed her his gun, which wasn't real, and told her to go with him. Uh, he had her by the shoulder, and he pulled her between two houses. She told Jerry that she could uh, walk on her own, and when he almost had her to the car, she took off running. Uh, there was a woman working in her yard, and the girl ran to her. Jerry hopped in his car, took off. So now, two days in a row, Jerry is fucking struck out, man. He's Why not... won't these women let me kill them was probably his inner monologue. Well, I just... Two days in a row... I... It's amazing that this isn't... Of course, the media wasn't what it is today. But... Well, yeah, no, of course. But you yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta get back can. on that horse, man. You can't, you know... Really? You, you fall down. Apply? You fall down three times. Here? You get up four, or whatever that fucking quote is. I don't. I wouldn't apply that to this. No, you think he should stop? I, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, but he's not going to. So, no. So, uh, Jerry was always a planner. He had another idea, as always. Uh, he went to Lloyd Center and bought a fake police badge. Jesus. Uh, but it was a good fake, honestly. To tell the difference, you'd have to look really closely at it, I think. And Brutos mm-hmm. used them. Uh, he used it when he found another girl. Uh, Jerry didn't know at the time, uh, but her name was Linda Saley. She was 22, and he found her in a parking garage walking to her car carrying packages. Uh, they went up to her, told her. Uh, he went up to her and then told her that he was talking, taking her into custody for, for fucking shoplifting, basically. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So Linda told him uh, she didn't steal anything, of course, and she had her receipts for everything. But regardless, she went with him, um, Jesus Christ, uh, and put her uh, uh, put her in his car, drove off uh, without a fight, basically. She just went willingly. Again, though, like we said this, I think it was on the Gacy episode. Uh, if a cop ever tells you you're under arrest and you know you haven't done anything... Yeah, dude, you'd get a supervisor, bro. You should, yeah, you should like, put... If he's trying to put uh, you in some shitty car that clearly isn't a cop car or an undercover car, just ask to like right. look at the badge or see something. Don't trust yeah. that shit. I want to know. She had to have thought something when she was getting into his car. Yeah, this piece of shit fucking car. So after Jerry's uh, capture, he was being interviewed by Detective Stovall. And Stovall asked Linda uh, if Linda had ever said anything when he'd gotten on the freeway. Uh, headed for Salem, and he, he said, quote, unquote, no, it's funny. It was like she wanted to go with me. Okay, again, I'm going to put it on my profiler hat here for a second, and that's because Jerry Brudos is a power assertive rapist, as well and as he had a badge. Yeah, but the reason he felt as though she, he was like, it's like she wanted to go with me. Think of Carrie Stainer when he kidnapped his victim. He wanted her to be with him. Like, right. he thought she wanted to be with him. And it's the same thing with Jerry. Oh, yeah, delusional, I mean, for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, but a power assertive rapist, uh, motivation can be he feels insecure around women. He wants to restore self-confidence, insecure, but comes off t- uh, to have no self-doubt. Does that sound like Jerry Brudos? Of course it does. He's often socially competent, desires little victim interaction. Sexual behavior includes capture, conquer, and control. Bondage is often off, is often employed. I mean, the list goes on, but... I mean, if you don't know, there are different types of rapists. Uh, there's Jerry and BTK's type, which is power assertive, a.k.a. entitlement, exploitive. Similar to, like, a date rapist, Ed Kemper's type, anger rapist, a.k.a. displaced anger... Uh, and finally, Ted Bundy's type, which is an anger ex- excitation rapist, which is a sadist. So uh, it's actually pretty interesting. You guys should look it up. But that uh, it's interesting that all the killers we've ever talked about fit into these categories. 
Mm-hmm. I never knew those different types. It's really it's it's, it's interesting yeah. to me. And it's uh, I don't I don't think people realize how angry Ted Bundy was. People he just remember he's a charming, handsome yeah. guy. It's like, dude, he was so mad. He at needed every woman. screaming to fucking shoot his load. Yeah. Like he so, was a fucking piece of shit, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, he's so cute!" Like he would kill you, literally yeah. kill you. But Jerry got to his house with Linda. He drove into the garage, closed the door. She followed him in. Right? Like, this is a weird-looking <laughs> police station. Yeah. Looks just like a house. Yeah. So it's the volunteer station. So Jerry, <laughs> yeah, it's just him and a computer. Well, he didn't know his wife was home. So Darcy came out on the back porch as Jerry was coming out of the garage. And he held in his arm back to stop uh, to stop Linda. Unfortunately for Linda, Darcy did not see her. So Jerry told Darcy to go back into the house because he had some important work to do in the workshop, a.k.a. the police station. Uh, yeah. Darcy told Jerry... <laughs> is, this the, is this the processing room? Is this the, the intake? What is it called? The yeah, booking yeah. room? Yeah, I don't know what they call it, but yeah. So Darcy told Jerry dinner was almost ready, and he said he'd be in in a minute. So Jerry ties Linda up with rope and then went into the house to eat dinner with his family. Went to eat with his family yeah. while this young girl is wild, tied man. up in his garage. I'm sorry, in his police station. Police station. The yeah. precinct. The precinct, yeah, the station. Yeah. The Jerry so, precinct. <laughs> so uh, he left Linda waiting in the garage, of course. When, she, when, when he finished eating, he went back out, and she had gotten loose from her ropes, but she was still there. <laughs> so Stovall figured Linda had just gotten loose when Jerry walked in. And even if she didn't, she was probably paralyzed with fear. More than likely, she thought, if I just do what this sweaty fucking weirdo wants, he'll just let me go. I mean, honestly, I don't think anyone expects to be murdered. I mean, there's probably signs, but she probably just... I think if you're getting tied up in someone's garage, you should start expecting to be murdered. Hey, man, you don't know what's going on in her head or how serious that level of fear was. I don't. Because if we had similar thoughts going through our head, I would be dumb enough to just get in someone's car, their Toyota He's Camry a cop, or whatever. Okay, <sighs> give him some credit. He went through the training, uh, yeah, right? So uh, there was just so many signs that this poor woman ignored, yeah, or just of didn't see. But I mean, it's also a long time ago. This was the seventies, so I mean, people didn't expect yeah. to be murdered, which is ironic because it's like the most violent decade ever. <laughs> it was one of them. <laughs> Well, between the hitchhikers and like the women in parking structures, you know, it was a. There was, was they a, were for the picking. It was hunting season, yeah, yeah. There was plenty to choose from. So Jerry then got out the leather strap that he had used on Jan Whitney, uh, in his car, uh, but Linda wasn't going to give up uh, that easily. She, out of nowhere, decided to put up a little bit of fight. So even though she'd been quiet the whole time. And had even stayed in the fucking shop after she had gotten the ropes off. She started fighting Jerry. So kicking, screaming, and scratching. Uh, but eventually put put the rope around her neck and lifted her off the ground. Uh, and he even claimed at one point that he didn't like her because of the way she kicked and scratched when he had told her not to. Wow, I cannot believe she would be so rude. Yeah. So the audacity uh, for her to just be such an insubordinate uh human being just beyond beyond him i mean it's a police station have some professionalism please it is a police station yeah so jerry said that she kind of looked back at him like uh you know basically getting that whole like why are you doing this to me look uh but jerry being a psychopath 
didn't care, and he pulled the strap tighter, and she went limp. Of course, why would he give a shit that anyone else is in pain ever? Uh, yeah. Now this next part is really bad. I'm just saying. I mean, I know we know that it happened, but the way he words it is so bad. And honestly, if you don't want to read it, I can. But it's, I don't know. It really struck a chord with me. Well, go for it, dude. I'm cover this. So Jerry then got on top of Linda's body and started raping her, as you can probably assume. But in Jerry's words, quote, I put her on the floor and got on top of her. I think I was inside her when she died. And that just, I don't know, man, the way he words it, just the fact that he even thought to mention it, it's just so fucked in my opinion. Like, it's just so bad. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's just unnecessary. But, I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but just he didn't have to say it, you know? You know, I... um the only the, the first thing I think about is how, and this is just what I've learned from like books and movies, man. Uh, but how the scene can be quite messy uh, mm-hmm. when you die. Like basically, I don't know how true it is. I'm not a coroner. Well, he strangled her. So typically, but people like, that are strangled shit themselves. Uh, that's what I was getting at. So, like, if you are having intercourse with someone who is on their way out, and then they just release, it's like, dude. I how are you hiding this from your family? How, Seriously, how is the this, noise, How is this everything. going undetected? This is just... its in, it, None of it makes sense. I don't know, but even after Jerry's capture, he still held resentment towards Linda because she was really the only one who ever fought him um, and didn't just go with the flow with him. That's crazy that she was the only one that fought. Yeah, it is interesting. But uh, he did try a little experiment on her. Yeah, what's that? Uh, he had he had her up on the hook like we had with Jan Whitney. Uh, he took two hypodermic needles and stuck them on each side of her rib cage. Uh, then he attached two electric leads to the needles, then plugged in the leads to see what she would do. You know, just having a good time. Uh, he wanted to see if she would quote dance like in the cartoons, but turns out all he <laughs> did was burn her body because. Anyone could have guessed that she wouldn't jump around like a fucking Mickey Mouse character. Right, right. But he, he kept, th- like he thought he was like connecting him directly to nerve endings. I don't know what he <laughs> thought. I don't want to know what he thought. But he, he was, was doing a, a lot fucking... of doctor type shit without knowing anything about. Yeah, he's a shit. fucking moron, dude. So he kept her for a day, uh, one day and one night, and he raped her again, uh, and then again he weighed her down and threw her in the Long Tom River this time. Was it another uh, engine block? I guess it didn't say. So, well, shortly after this, Jerry started making calls to dorm rooms in an attempt to find victims. He had asked for random common names like Jan or Pam or Karen, and sometimes he'd get he'd get someone on the phone, right? So he'd tell them he was a POW during Vietnam for three years. Why? Why this weird story? Uh, he'd also tell them that he had ESP. The he channel? Ask them. Yeah, ESPN. He's like, uh, I have ESPN. You should come over and watch it. <laughs> ESPN the Ocho. Yeah. yeah, we can watch pool all day. <laughs> so then he asked them to meet him for a coat, which is very odd. Yeah, but, this is super strange. But three other girls said that this this same Vietnam vet had talked to them, but none of them got a name. And one girl had agreed to meet the man in the lounge of her dorm. When he came over, he obviously was not what he talked about over the phone. 
When he met her, he was weird, as expected. But at one point, he put his hand on her shoulder and said, Be sad. Think of those girls that they found in the river. That was an awful thing that happened to them. Like, it's just a random thing to but say again, to someone. again, it's super common. He wants to see the fear on Recognition. Like, I, I think yeah. that was his kind of, like, maybe he's, like, you know, needs to share something with someone, and that's, like, a little bit of a nugget to, like, Well, seeing know. the fear in her face gets his little Peter hard, you know, gets him going. I don't think he was trying to... I don't think he was trying to, like, put fear in her at that point. I think that he was just trying to basically maybe see some emotion from her, not specifically fear, but also acknowledge that... Why would you bring up the women being found in a river that you put there? You, like, Why would that, you call a dorm room and ask for a random name to get a date? Because he's a fucking loser idiot. Right, and loser idiots like validation and recognition. Yeah, that's very true. So, so I don't know. It's a theory of mine, of course, but I, that's how I feel like that's... I think that's probably how it went down. Uh, so the so, girl... Yeah, Detective Stovall and his crew were, like, coming to the college because they were like, all these girls yeah. are around college age. Let's go to the college and see if anyone has had any weird interactions, and then that's how all of this ended up coming about. Yeah. So when he came to interview girls at Oregon State, he suspected they might have ran into a weird guy, given the victims Jerry had been killing. Yeah. And he did get lucky with this girl because she would be the first step in bringing Jerry Brutos to justice. So the girl said that Jerry said that he would call her, but he never did. Stovall wanted her to meet him again if he calls. Stovall knew this was going to be Jerry's next victim, and he would call soon enough. So Stovall then told her when he called, agreed to meet, then call him. He told her to meet him in the lounge, and then on Sunday, May 25th, Jerry called her back. Well, Jerry said he'd be over in about 15 minutes, but she said give her an hour, just like Stovall told her to do. Uh, then she called the police. Jerry was waiting in the lounge when police showed up. Uh, they went up to him and asked him his name. He told them it was Jerry Brudos. They asked him a few more questions, and Jerry went on his way. But they started looking into his past and saw a pattern. He lived in the same neighborhood Linda Slauson had been selling encyclopedias in. He told them he moved to Salem and then went to work in Lebanon, uh, Oregon, uh, by the I-5 freeway where Jan Whitney had been, had gone missing. His current job, yeah, so his current job in Halsey was only six miles from the body sites in the Long Tom and where Karen... Uh, where Karen Sprinkler had disappeared from, uh, Meyer and Frank, Brutos only lived blocks away from. So I mean, he was right there in the vicinity, and he he was an electrician. Jerry Frazier made contact with Jerry outside his home on Center Street. They had talked in the garage Jerry used for a shop. Uh, the detective was interested in all of the rope, the knots, uh, and the the hook on the ceiling. For some reason, this made his hair on, uh, you know, the back of his neck stand up, of course. Well, yeah, given he's probably experienced some stuff, being a detective, I'm sure this uh, is not common to have all that no. kind of stuff. I mean, rope and stuff, yes. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It depends. If you're on the country, those are normal things. Like, if you're, like, you know, yeah, hunting and like cleaning. And, right. This is residential. So, Frazier took more detectives back to the house with him. So they took note of the knots and realized that they were the same type of knots used on the women's bodies and the auto parts, right? So 
After the police left, Bruto started getting a little worried. He even called an attorney and asked for help. So earlier that year, around the 22nd of April of 1969, Jerry did encounter a 14-year-old named Leanne Brumley. He attempted to abduct, abduct her in his car, but she escaped. Uh, and this is what police used to get an arrest warrant for Jerry. He was picked up on the I-5 freeway in the car with his family fleeing. So Jerry was, uh, he was basically interrogated by Stovall and confessed to all the murders. Brutus uh, was charged with three counts of first-degree murder on Jan Whitney, on Linda Saley, and Karen Sprinkler. Uh, a neighbor told police they had seen Darcy help Jerry. Darcy was arraigned, and she testified she had no involvement and was found not guilty. So she she basically cut a deal and said, I will roll over on my husband if you don't fuck Oh, me. yeah, she divorced him as well after the conviction. Yeah. Because although you don't have to testify against your spouse, you are allowed to. Mm -hmm. That's what happened in the uh, Eric Williams case. Right. So uh, Jerry, uh, basically Darcy was arraigned and she testified um, that she wasn't involved, but he had a he had a hard time in prison. He had a bucket of water dropped on his head. Which is he was frequently a good prank. <laughs> yeah, he was frequently beaten by other inmates and on one occasion was treated for uh, rectal bleeding caused by hemorrhoids or, quote-unquote, other. Yikes. Uh, yeah. So Jerry died on March 28th of 2006. So it's been about 15 years, and at the time of his death, he was the longest incarcerated inmate at Oregon Department of Corrections. Thank God he's dead. Good. Good riddance. Let him die. Yeah. So that's Jerry Brudos, guys. I know it was. Uh, it took a while to get it out, but it's out now. And um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We got that. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up in the future. And yeah, that's really all we got. Uh, follow me on Instagram at How the Dad's Chill. Follow Johnny at Johnny Sometimes. Follow the show at the Chilling Truth Podcast. We have a Patreon. You can go on there, become a patron. And yeah, go. Be sure to go leave us a five star review on iTunes. We always appreciate that. And we will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. Later.